Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's up, Super Ninfrendos? It is I, Seth Macy, the host of Nintendo Voice Chat. This is episode 671. Today we're going to be talking about a little game called Pikmin 4 and another little game called Everybody's One Two Switch. Woo! We finally got there. Everybody, I'm so excited about it. With me this week in the studio, we have Rev Valley. Me! It's you, Jade Griffin. <laughs> Hello, the neck everybody. Fan wearer. Yeah, you can't tell I'm wearing it, but it's keeping me nice and nobody cool under these hot. Nobody can tell that you're wearing a neck fan because nobody knows that that's a thing that exists. And, and it's fantastic. Fan. Recently released it's fantastic. from Bad Video Game Jail, we are joined by <laughs> Travis Northup, otherwise known as Ty Guy Travis. Hey, guys. Hey. Hi, Travis. Thanks for uh, suffering uh, through all these, these bad games. But before we get to. Uh, a bad game. I want to just say something real quick. I'm on Cameo now, and I don't know why, but they sent me an invitation. So if you want me to say I'm your Super Nintendo, just go find that on Cameo. Anyway, hey, what's up, everybody? You want to talk about Pikmin? No. No? Okay. Uh, moving <laughs> next, on. What's next story. Right, <laughs> no, Jada, you reviewed Pikmin 4. We didn't have you on last week because none of us had played Pikmin 4. Mm. But now I'm assuming... Well, I can't speak to, to, to Travis and Reb, but I can say... For a fact, I'm 99% sure I was playing it. So, uh, what's please, the one percent? Us... What could you possibly have been playing in that one? Per... Pikmin three. I mean, Pikmin three. That's the. Could I have been playing Pikmin three and not have known? That's impossible Maybe. because Pikmin three had delightful fruit juices, which are so far missing from Pikmin. I see. 4. But I see. Jada, please. Uh, what was your opinion of Pikmin Four? How did you feel when you reviewed this game? How did I feel? Oh, um, I honestly, I loved Pikmin Four. It was just so heartwarming, charming the whole way through. Like it was engaging. It's very easy, um, which you guys know me. I very much crave challenge. So that was one of the, the letdowns I was for me. Say- you're not an easy game. Person. I am not an easy game person. No. But you're one of like the best video gamers at IGN, actually. Yeah, it's like you, uh, like Mitchell, Brendan, like top tier, S tier. Yeah, games. yeah. And so you know, like this one, it like it really, 
it kept the training wheels on for a very long time, I guess is the best way to put it with this one. Um, you know, there's no time limit like we got in uh, when it comes to like, well, time limit during the days, but there's no like day limit like we had in Pikmin 1. Pikmin 3 had mm. like you have to, like you were saying, the fruit juices where you have to, you know, that's your supply oh my of God, food. The best. I love the fruit juices, but I'm sorry. No, you're great. Um, and but so it doesn't have any of those elements. It's kind of a more casual kind of experience it's a very more more much more cozy um i will say though that where they kind of added a little bit of difficulty in is in the the final kind of areas there's like a 20 floor dungeon that's there you have to go through um and you get like points where you can you know you can leave and come back in if you run out of pikmin and stuff but i went through it i made a conceited effort to like go through it without uh, having to go of back course. out and stuff like that because nice. I wanted that a little bit of challenge. Um, and then they have like, there's a Olimar storyline, which brings back that Pikmin 1 gameplay that people are looking for, where you do have limited number of days. So you have to be mm. very focused and, you know, very efficient with all of your um, your Dandori skills, your optimization, your strategies and everything like that. Um, and Can so you, uh -huh. briefly... Uh, could you explain Dandori a little bit for people who haven't played? Yeah, so Dandori, uh, according to Pikmin, is the effective use of putting plans into action and executing them efficiently is essentially what it is. And that's kind of like been Pikmin's kind of motto since day one. It's been like, hey, there is 15 things to find here. How fast can you find all 15 things on this map? Right. And without losing any as many Pikmin, that would slow you down and stuff like that. So that's kind of what this, they really brought that element front and center for Pikmin 4. Um, and then they even built two of the like optional, well, semi-optional challenges. They have the, the time trial challenges, which are called Dandori challenges. And then they have the battles, which are Dandori battles, um, which is you against an AI or human opponent when you play local um to just compete for who can grab the most treasures um within a time limit in the, in the navy seals they call that prioritize and execute yeah that was that, that would back when i was a seal you know <laughs> that's uh, that all the time that is uh that is definitely uh that is applicable here there's uh there's no seals in uh pikmin but there are there's some mm. cute little like narwhal looking there creatures. is water which is what the navy um yeah there you go that's the that's with. the segue <laughs> i wanted yes there's water segments uh that you can go under water like the seals <laughs> of the navy variety <laughs> the regular variety <laughs> the regular variety too i guess but we were talking navy seals come on <laughs> right, right right i'm sorry, sorry. i no. get everybody distracted no you're good please continue uh telling us why why you love why we should love yeah no honestly it just it was one of those rare games where once i picked it up i just kind of couldn't put it down um like despite how easy it was it was like it does such a good job of stringing you along with new stuff that's just like oh i can't wait to get this next upgrade oh i can't wait to get this next pikmin oh i can't wait to find the next onion so i can build up these pikmin and it's just they did a really good job of rolling out those new features over time um so like the pacing is excellent um, the nighttime missions is one of the new things with the new glow Pikmin. Those are kind of cool. They're, uh, uh, like a very basic tower defense without you building towers. You are the tower. Basically you're just running around beating enemies. Um, and it can get a little chaotic in the later missions. Um, there's just a lot of 
uh, sometimes you're defending multiple bases and then you have like little smaller bases that you can build up, which help you like gather resources faster during the nighttime. Um, and then, but the enemies will come and attack those first. So you're like, okay, do I sacrifice this little base to protect my big base that people are coming to? Or do I just let the little base go? Like, what do I do? You know, that's one of the things Pikmin fans love about the series is just being able to figure out your path and do what you want to do. Um, there's also some yeah. really cool bosses that they added in this one. Um, you know, if you're a fan of the first one, the the Foolix, the little the little gel creature, they added a new one called the, I'm sorry, the Gulix was Pikmin 1, uh, was a little gel creature. And now they added a new one in Pikmin 4 called the Foolix, which is uh, shaped like nectar, um, which it will catch oh, you off guard. Foolix me one six. <laughs> Gulix me twice. <laughs> Gulix me twice. Shame on me. Uh, <laughs> there's also, uh, you can like build stuff now, kind of. Like you get the clay and then you get a drone and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a, they added a whole like shop for like buying upgrades. You can um, like, Pikmin 3 had like the elemental um, suits where you can be immune to like electricity and fire and ice. So those are all back. Um, but they also added now they added like uh, rush boots in this one, which make you run faster. Um, they've added uh, what else? What is the other, what are some of the other new ones they added? Uh, you can get like different collars for like Ochi to give him the immunities as well. Yeah. There's um, the drone so you can see the everything. drone. You can see everything. Yep. There's that one. And then there's also like a, there's like um they added like sticky mold to the ground in some of the caves so you can get like boots to like not have to worry about pulling up the sticky mold you can just you know live your best life rolling around in the sticky mold if you want um or you can remove it you know it's up to you you i don't want to tell you how to live your life um hey, if you like your oyster exactly in fact that's a boss even <laughs> i don't know if there's an oyster boss there is there's like a clam that's like a regular enemy that you fight okay that's, that's the vibe cool. out yeah okay. there you go it's, it's there. Um, but yeah, and then Ochi, I mean, the little weirdo little pup is, you know, he's he's a, he's an adorable little little pooch. Cute like, little pup. He is amazing. Um, just lots, lots of really cool abilities and stuff with him. Um, the fact that he can carry 100 pounds or Pikmin strength worth of things on his own is kind of game changing when it comes to like figuring out like, oh, I need to carry this big old pumpkin who's or this watermelon there's like a watermelon then one of the level sets like a hundred pikmin it's like i don't have a hundred pikmin yet i have like 50 but i've upgraded ochi he can just go ahead and drag this watermelon by himself <laughs> all the way yep. through um but yeah it's just really great and added a lot you know some new depth and stuff to the game which is great a little bit of variety and what was your final score i gave pick for whatever reason check the interview or the review i gave it a nine oh, yeah. out of ten shout out heck yeah so Nine. love the, Which is love the Pikmin community. Amazing. The, uh, amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Travis. it's great. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're good. Cut you right off. Travis, have you played any of Pikmin 4? I have. I am a Pikmin simp, so I'm extremely <laughs> excited <laughs> okay. for Pikmin. Um, yeah, I, I never knew that I wanted a, a dog with two legs and no nose. But as it turns out, I wanted that real bad. Because that guy smell? Awesome. I mean, he technically no does have a nose. It's just, I think no, it's, I have to look at it like again. A, I don't think he has, snout? he has, yeah, I don't think he has like yeah. nostrils, but I think it's a still yeah. considered a nose. I don't, yeah, what I don't, is I don't a know nose really? <laughs> what, what, is a, what is a snout when it comes to <laughs> dogs? Uh, but yeah, it, it's, uh, it's awesome, man. I, I mean, I, I've, I, I will agree, like part of why I liked the first uh, Pikmin is because it was a deceptively hard game. Mm -hmm. Like there was a lot of stress to get out of Dodge before 
I think, were you running out of oxygen? I think yes. it was. Or, yep. Or, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 15 days um, worth of oxygen yeah, or 30 days ago, worth man. of oxygen, Game something Cube. like that. Game, GameCube days, man. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I'm so I, I'm I'm a little sad to hear it doesn't get any more difficult because I'm still at the beginning and uh, so far it's not. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it, this is a I feel like a, a pretty unique game. We don't get games like this very often, so I've been uh, very excited. I actually was trying to get through all three of the other Pikmin games before this came out because they're oh, all on the they're all on the Switch. But yeah, I, I didn't even get close. I got like halfway through the second game, so uh, <laughs> I'll have to wait for that. But yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying it so far. It's just a lot of fun and and uh, creative, and you know, it is it is kind of a cozy game, even though it can be stressful to watch your. Uh, your Pikmin army get flattened in like two seconds, which is kind of upsetting. Devastating. <laughs> it really is. A single Pikmin is 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 lost. It is it is horrifying. But yeah, it's do interesting. You, you say do you it's do you guys scum save? Game. Yeah. yeah. What's do that? you guys, do you guys scum save and like to to make sure that's a like you you save and then you rewind if you if something goes wrong so that you don't get the get the progress. So I yeah. I did that a lot in this one because of. I was just trying to figure out like it wasn't out of ne- ever out of necessity, but it was like I think I can do this better. I can be more efficient with this. So I would like rewind right. time so that I because I'm a perfectionist at heart. And I'm like I think I can get this extra treasure that I missed if I rewind back five minutes. You I like think Dandori. I, I do. I like my Dandori. <laughs> Um, okay. and so like, that's what I used it a lot for was those types of things. Um, there was a couple like floors of dungeons where I'd go in and I'd make a very, uh, <laughs> a huge error on my part uh miscalculation in battle and lose like 30 or 40 pikmin i'm like yeah okay i'll go ahead and rewind that one those ones those ones i would that one was the, the save scummiest i've got where a couple of dungeons i was like i really don't want to lose 30 because i didn't see that there was a dweevil hiding underneath one of these uh treasures and it just shocked all my pikmin whoops got it so it sounds like hard mode in this game is like not scum saving basically just like living with the consequences of your <laughs> mistakes and yes. moving on and trying to beat the game anyway um but yeah no timeline definitely feels like it would make that easy it, it removes some of kind of the stakes you know of like being on a schedule i guess yeah so. and i think uh dealing with your mistakes is just good for uh good life advice <laughs> there's no there's no scum save in life is that what you're saying there's no scum save in life scum scumbags in life but no scum save i just wanted to real quick go back because i, I gotta like you know I, I love you all very much but i'm very disappointed uh because i asked how ochi smells and none of you said terrible and it's like one of the oldest nice. jokes it's like a vaudeville yeah. joke come on <laughs> I, I threw that out for you all I'm gonna be honest. I missed yeah. that. My dog has no nose. How does he smell? Terrible. Uh... <laughs> it, is, it is good. It's a good. You know what's funny is when you a- when you asked that question, I thought you were asking me how the dog smells like to me, and I was like, I don't. And then and then it, it clicked that you were yeah. Anyway, funny. Well, I mean to be fair, I think Ochi probably smells amazing because uh, oh, I... this might be one of the prettier uh switch games uh i mean they, we've had a, a pretty good like slew of really pretty games like fire emblem engage mm-hmm. um obviously tears of the kingdom but this one is on like a different kind of level as far as prettiness is concerned i really like the colors i like the giant plants um even though they're actually not giant plants they're just normal sized plants but the uh, little alien guys are so small the pikmin are tiny as well but reb you 
are not a Pikmin player. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And I don't okay. I don't know that that's going to change with this one. I mean, th- oh, the comments. Ooh. No, I'm sorry. The comments. I, I, no, no, I'm curious though. Well, it's not I think it looks good. It's I never I never got into it before. It just never we just never crossed paths in the past. It wasn't in the past. It you went one like way. Conscious. Pikmin went the other way. Yeah, well, kind Pikmin of ships three passing in the night. Pikmin three was like what on the Wii? It was on Wii U. Wii. It was a two thousand. Mm-hmm. It was on the Wii. I, I think it was Wii, and then they did a uh, they did they deluxe did. on the Wii U. Yeah. Or no, was, no, 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 no. No, you're right. It was Wii U, and then deluxe on the Switch. Yes. Yes. I would not have probably bought Pikmin three if it weren't on Wii U because there was nothing else to play. <laughs> anyway i'm sorry i i've been thinking about this a lot because so like seth you were saying because you're over on the commerce side and you were saying that you had not seen a whole lot of interest in pikmin 4 uh and then i saw uh sales numbers in japan came out for pikmin 4 and it's done considerably better uh at launch than the other three pikmin so the switch effect is definitely there people are picking it up and checking it out but broadly you know like miyamoto admitted in a q a recently that like pikmin doesn't it's not a big blockbuster seller it's yeah. not an animal crossing it's not a pokemon it's not a mario it's not a zelda it's not i don't even really think it's a metroid i think it's kind of I, I i'd have to look at the comparisons but it's it's, it's lower it's a, it's a xenoblade chronicles is it is it did, did xenoblade chronicles sell no oh, okay That's why i'm saying it's like <laughs> Uh, Pikmin 3, I want to say, sold 2.2 million, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3 sold, like, 1.8 million. Yeah. 2 sold, like, roughly the same. So, yeah, it's, like, one of their lower-selling games. But Yeah, please. but I've been trying to wrap my head around, like, what what Pikmin's, like, not succeeding at. Because it's clearly, as mm-hmm. you say, an excellent game, yeah. and you were not an outlier in that. Like, pretty much everybody who reviewed it says it's it's very, very good. It's a good Pikmin game. It seems like it's even a good entry point because it's a little mm-hmm. easier than some of yep. the others so it's a little if if you're one of those people who's like oh no i like me i'm like oh god i don't want my pikmin to die i mean you, you have a, a few more avenues it sounds like to sort of save them and make sure that that doesn't happen but it's just the more i think about it i'm just like there's nothing quite like pikmin out there which most of the time is a very good thing i think mm-hmm. like if you have something very very unique uh that everyone will flock to that's good but in pikmin's case it hasn't really worked out for it and i think because it just sort of straddles these all these different worlds like it's this game with very very cute characters so you see the aesthetic and you think oh maybe this is like an easy game for children and maybe that turns you off or attracts you to it but then on the other side of that coin you know it's it's very strategic it involves like sitting there and doing you know comp complex thinking through problem solving and in in previous games with time limits involved and pikmin can die and so maybe that's a little more abrasive to you and then it's also a fairly short game i believe you said something like it was like 20 hours or whatnot for i think most people that was like me going for like every collectible but i think most people are clearing the the core campaign in around 12 to 15 it's like a short it's it's like like a shorter shorter experience yeah primarily single player yeah there you go uh, it's primarily single player. There is, as you said, some multiplayer aspects, but it's not like this ongoing online game that a community can build around. You're not like doing creative stuff like you are in Tears of the Kingdom and building things. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's kind of a game where if you're into the idea, you're going to pick it up, you're going to play it through, and then you're going to be done with it. And that's Pikmin. Yeah. And that's yeah. great. That's wonderful. Um, I think for me, like when I look at it, I think, yeah, I'd like to play that someday. But then there's like five other games on my radar right now that I'm way more interested in. And they're just going to keep taking precedence until I forget about Pikmin. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. No, for sure. I, 
I'm right there with you. Kind. Of, I mean, I've played because I wanted to play, and I like Pikmin. I find it a very fun game. But the first two hours that I was playing through Pikmin 4, mostly I was thinking like, wow, this is fun, but I wish I were playing Tears of the Kingdom yeah. instead. Mm. Um, I think that's part of the problem with Pikmin 4. But I think, speaking to your point, Rabbit, like larger scale, Pikmin, how do you explain Pikmin to somebody? I don't like, know. You, how, you, you, you can explain Metroid. Be like, yeah, you explore and you build your power and then you go back to places. Like, how do you, you know, oh, Super Mario, you jump on enemies until you get to the end of the level and then you mm-hmm. win. It's like, how try to explain it that succinctly in Pikmin. You throw ants at a, a, a dog <laughs> that has two legs that uh, looks like a mushroom uh, and then they some of them die. It's kind of a war tactics simulator, bodies. but it takes place in a yeah. miniature garden and everything is cute. I don't know. It's yeah, it's it is designed. It almost seems like it was designed to appeal to the most niche audience possible. Which, <laughs> it was I mean, yes, that, no, that's yeah. like that's fine. Like it's, games can be good and niche. I mean, you brought up Xenoblade yeah. Chronicles Three, which is a game I reviewed uh, for for IGN as well. And they let you review a good is, game. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> Every one once a year, in a while. that's it. Every that's once it. Once in a while. Um, yeah, uh, and and that game is is very good, but also I totally get why it didn't sell a million copies because it's a super weird game, and I, I feel like it appeals to a very specific type of audience. But that audience absolutely loves yeah. it, and mm-hmm. I happen to be part of that audience, or at least on the periphery of it. Um, so yeah, I, I think games can be smaller and also amazing. Absolutely. To that to you know a small group of people but i like pikmin man i yeah yeah you know, look i like was... pikmin too as well because i actually haven't played pikmin too so i can't say that um <laughs> but i i know that this did some okay sales numbers and it's opening weekend but like i like reb said i run our commerce department i look at what like our audience is interested in and our audience is not interested in this game uh we sold about 10 times as many copies of uh armored not armored core but um front mission uh than we did pikmin 4 so yeah wow. yeah i kind of am thinking maybe this is the last one um i know that this was setting sitting around for a long time and i think this like you said this is a miyamoto ass game and you know he's a legend and he can kind of do what he wants but they don't want to let him do what he wants all the time and i think maybe this was sort of the last I think this is the last pick that we're going to see. I don't I disagree. Really? I, disagree I disagree with that. I don't think it's the last one. I think it's, I think. Well, you're because... all wrong. I'm the host and I get. To... <laughs> <laughs> you're fired, Seth. You're fired. You can't fire yes, me. Yes, I can. Jada can. I can. I'm, I'm oh, that's Travis true. Can Damn. Oh, I, I forgot about Jada the Jada can. clause. Uh, it's my. It's in sorry. my contract. I was allowed to. I'm allowed to fire one person per year at IGN, regardless <laughs> of their place. That's what they needed from me. So. That would be an awesome <laughs> ability, dude. Like, kind of great if you could just fire one person. Hey, you better be careful. I haven't used my once per year yet. Yeah, exactly. And then on like uh, like December 31st, everyone's like ah, freaking out. Doesn't made a pick. And then I just show up in the room with straws and just everybody draws straws. <laughs> oh, man. man um, that's brutal. But, uh, I, yeah, I don't think this will be the last pick we see a Pikmin. I think... Okay. I think we'll, it's going to continue to to release at the cadence that it is currently releasing, which is one every couple of uh, console generations. Or I guess I can't say that because the first two were on GameCube. But, like, once every, like, I don't know, half a decade, I'd say, is probably what we're at best getting. What year was Pikmin 3? 
Uh, Pikmin 3. There you go. Okay, so that's like once a decade. Yeah, it's like, basically. Yeah, so I'd say it's anywhere between, you know, five to 10 year release uh, windows for these ones because it's just, as you know, yes, Seth pointed out, the sales aren't there, but the community loves this franchise and they yes. fervently love this franchise. Like, I was in this, the, the Reddit the day I launched my review and there were so many people just asking me questions and stuff like that. It was crazy. Yeah. So, like, they're, the community loves Pikmin, and I think that's enough for Nintendo to keep the wheels on the bus for it, for at least for another couple more games. The community's yeah. fun, too. They're like, very I've been, fun. I've been dipping into some of the Nintendo sub-communities lately just to sort of see like what everybody's doing, especially the franchises that have gotten less love lately or maybe gotten some recent love. And all of... Basically, they fall into two camps. The games that haven't gotten any releases lately are all just like it's it's fan art and it's people discovering the older games in the series for the first time. And everybody's just kind of mellow and a little sad that they're not getting new games. And the recent games are obviously like Tears of the Kingdom is talking about Tears of the Kingdom. Zelda's talking about Tears of the Kingdom right now. Mm-hmm. Pikmin is feral. <laughs> in the best kind of ways. Weird in there. Is the best kind of ways. Weird stuff. It's on like, like Fiddlebert and Discord communities. Yeah. Weird art. Uh, there was a trend on the subreddit recently where people were just making up like nonsense things about previous Pikmin games. Like someone someone posted like the box art I think of, of Pikmin three with like an alteration and was like I never saw this guy in here. Did you know he was in here? And everybody was it was it's very goofy in there and mm-hmm. they're having a good time. I mean one of happy for him. I mean one very excited fan bought the uh, bought the the ad space yeah. on the Times Square uh, billboard or whatnot. What? Yeah, oh, yeah there's like a 15 that. second ad of. Olimar twerking in New York <laughs> oh, City. Right. It was yes. great. Like that's that yes. is that is what you get with the Pikmin community. Yes. There is no well, in between I mean, with them. At the risk of saying something controversial, oh boy. Uh, I think the, the Pikmin community is a bunch of idiots. No, I'm just oh. kidding. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Why it is it's awesome. Right? They're, they're just you know they're game. they're gonna they're gonna find footage of Seth twerking now and pay to put that up on yeah. the billboard. This is why I Jada's paid fire a right lot now. of money to have that buried. So actually I paid you, Jada, to bury that. So uh, we had a blood blood contract in place. But Pikmin right. are, are talked about a good game. Blood. If Let's Seth, talk about if Seth was found with Brussels sprouts in his throat, blocking his <laughs> breath. Uh, you know, we find his body. We know what happened, right? The Pikmin people they sent their little they sent their little plants. You know, you can, mm-hmm. you, can you imagine Pikmin, dying to like a swarm of Pikmin? How like that would be? getting <laughs> frozen, getting shocked. I have, yeah. I have an ant smacked. problem in my house right now. I don't want to hear this. <laughs> I also have an ant problem, but I I dig ants a lot. Actually, I think ants are really interesting. So I don't I let them do their thing as long as they're not on my food. It's like, hey guys, you know, if you need to go through my house to get to the other side of the yard, I'm gonna tell you fun. some horror. Stories I just I just have that. to I just have to worry about my aunt calling me too much. That's all I get. That's the only uh, aunt problem. I <laughs> I'm from Maine, and we call our uh, parents sister aunt. Sister so aunt joke is lost on me. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know how to segue out of that, but let's talk about everybody's <laughs> one two switch. Travis, you um you had kind of a, a slew of of unfortunate reviews. Uh, I think you might have reviewed the lowest scoring game of the year for us. And last year. And the year oh, before and that. last year. Oh, <laughs> like three man. years in a row. Three years in a row I reviewed the lowest scoring yeah. game for the site. That's, yeah. uh, um, I mean, but uh, Everybody Wants You Switch was not the lowest scoring game, but it was no. not a, it was a low scoring game. It was a low scoring game, a four out of 10, which at IGN means bad. 
stand by that review mm. it is not a very good game unfortunately and uh i have a very very fun story for me it's fun in retrospect it was not fun at the time <laughs> of, of reviewing that game because uh we got the code i think thursday before the fourth of july long weekend and yeah. so Ooh. uh that meant oh great you know i'm reviewing a party game there's gonna mm -hmm. be a whole bunch of parties this weekend so my goal is to get myself invited to as many parties as I can, and then trick everyone I know into playing this game, uh, which is exactly what happened. I ended up going to, I figured I could cram it all into one at first. I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll get a group of people I know. We'll play the game for like as many hours as they'll let me, and that will be enough to review the game. Because typically with a game like this, you want to play like 10 hours, which is what I ended up playing. Um, and uh 10 hours is not really feasible in one party but i figure you know i've got a group of close friends that are usually they usually put up with all right travis is reviewing a game all right i guess we got to help him if it's a multiplayer <laughs> thing um and uh i figured i would get more time out of that i i could not get them to play this game twice oh. <laughs> like, i could not like yeah. after the first playthrough they were like no thank you like i don't want to do this anymore i'm frustrated i'm upset please don't make me play it which meant <laughs> it's spaghetti that, which meant i had to go to many parties that Aww. weekend like i was like inviting myself and like f forcing them <laughs> to stop whatever they were going to do to play this game it was uncomfortable dude it was uncomfortable and uh going to a party with an agenda like that's not it's it's like the least no. <laughs> fun thing to do and then when the agenda is play this game and you're not going to enjoy it probably like dude it was not a good look man oh. so i hope i opened my review with the sentence that this is the first party game i've ever played where i had fewer friends afterwards and that is <laughs> not that is not hyperbole like there are people who are still mad at me about this game like actually in my life like this ruined some relationships which wow. is uh hilarious so um yeah to, to kind of summarize the problem with it is um it's like you know it, it's it's one of those games where you get what they were going for with the you can see here on screen they're doing a if, if you're if you're a video viewer they're showing some of the mini games and you can kind of see what they're doing right like like if you especially if you played the first uh one two switch uh game that came out uh i think it was a launch title Nobody for the did. original yes. mm -hmm. switch game yep i actually played that game and i i know ign's review wasn't like glowing but it was like okay you know there's something here they're, they're kind of trying to showcase some of the switch's potential it was a tech demo. Um, and there yeah it was a tech demo yeah and there were even some parts of the tech demo that were kind of impressive like they had this one mini game in the original one two switch where you held yeah. the, uh, the the switch aloft the uh the joy con aloft yeah. and you you rotated it back and forth and you could feel what felt like marbles rolling yeah. around mm -hmm. inside it and it you cool. had to guess how many marbles were in it and i was like that is kind of sick so super cool, yeah yeah if they could build on stuff like that where you're just like you're you're doing stuff that you couldn't do on other platforms then i would be for it unfortunately this is like super basic stuff and one of the features of the game is that you can switch between joy con and phone and it's kind of telling that most of the mini games work on both yeah you know mm -hmm. meaning that there's oh, basically nothing yeah. unique about it like you can see here one of the mini games is like a relay race where you're running in place and it's basically just hey shake the joy con as fast as you can or your cell phone and then pass it to the next person and then have them shake it as fast as they can and that's the whole game um 
this other oh, one you're yeah. seeing here this other one you're seeing here uh, a bunch of kids scream their ice cream orders at you and then you have to remember them <laughs> oh, and then man. they quiz you on how many scoops of different flavors of ice cream like that game that game doesn't even work as like a game on any device like that's just a like not a good idea for a game so there's just stuff like that where you're like what like there's a game where you just do squats like and they make you play it three times in one one hour game like it's crazy um i already played ring Fit adventure are... thanks exactly <laughs> yep. yeah except for ring fit adventure actually has like a meta it, it's not just doing squats for 60 seconds also hilariously about the, every game has some has some hilarious anecdote like you could ask me about any of them and i'll tell you what's funny about that please game. tell the ninja star story that one was really i good. have to tell that one yeah yeah but the, the funny thing about the squats one is that you have to squat whenever they say they say squat and sometimes they say words that are close to squat to try to trick you like squat oh. or squash. And so it's kind of like a Simon says type game. The harder version of that game is that they just say squash and squawk the entire time. <laughs> so you're literally just standing waiting for like the one time they say squat in the entire game. And that's the entire oh my game. Amazing. It's like, it's like, so it's like, wait, what? <laughs> so like when they, when the, the games are like not fun initially. And then when they add harder versions, they get worse. Like, they, <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, it's like, wait, now it's like not even a good idea for a game. It's like just a, just a bad game. It, so it gets hilarious. Um, the story that uh, Rev was referencing, there's a game, uh, a mini game in there uh, called uh, Ninja Fight, I think it's called. Uh, and somebody stands in the middle of the room and they're a ninja and everybody else stands around them with their phones or their Joy-Cons and they are throwing shurikens at the person. And the person has to wait for them to throw the shuriken and then swing their Joy-Con to deflect it, right? So that's kind of a great idea for a game, like honestly. It's yeah. like one person in the middle of the room, everybody surrounding with the shurikens. The game immediately disappoints because you, <laughs> you just learn right away that it doesn't matter which direction you're facing or where the shurikens are coming from. It's 100% based on an audio cue. Anytime <laughs> mm. another player throws a shuriken, the TV or device or whatever makes a very loud shuriken throwing noise and you just have to swing your joy-con any direction for any period of time you don't even have to swing it if you're really being just lame you could literally just go like this <laughs> just you know, a waggle flick like, like you just waggle it in the slightest way and it'll it'll count that and you don't have to be paying attention to them so that basically took all of the fun out of the room because every time we got that mini game and we got it like twice or three times in the same game because there's only like <sighs> 12 games or something i'm probably lowballing it but it's like a very small amount and so you end up playing the same ones over again and if you're playing an hour-long game and so we got that one multiple times by the end nobody was getting out because they would literally just ignore everything in the room wait to hear the noise and then waggle the con and they would just you know hit the shuriken every single time so in order to counter this i came up with the idea of what we now call going banshee mode which was when <laughs> as soon as it is the person's turn to block the shurikens. If you're on the other team, you scream at the top of your lungs <laughs> as close to their face and try to drown out their ability to hear the noise come out of the TV. And it completely removes oh, any man. ability to play the game. Basically, like you just, it just, you know, as loud as you can on their face. And then just while that's going on and they're completely distracted and can't hear the TV, somebody throws a shuriken and they 
they don't know when to block it and they lose the game. Oh, and wow. That basically became the meta. I did it once to win the game and everybody was like, wow, that was, you know, not a good move, Travis. You're kind of an ass for doing that. And then, uh, and then that became the meta. The next time that game came up, everyone went Banshee mode every single round. Not a single ninja survived. We were all killed every single round because Banshee mode is, the, it's an unbeatable tactic. If you can't hear the noise, you can't play the game. And so uh, that was it. Uh, and and there, there were workarounds like that for every game. Like every game was so badly designed. Like as soon as you found out how to play it, you're just like, all right, well, we'll just, we'll just do that. Not, and not like, only did everybody at the party hate you, but everybody at the party's neighbors hated you for screaming yes. nonstop the yeah. whole party. Yeah. Exactly. Gonna, exactly. We did not make many the, friends. Yeah. Yeah, the hallmark sure. of uh, of great game design is when you have to invent house rules. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. So it was uh, it was an interesting experience. But uh, yeah, so I did that in a one three day weekend plus on the Friday before, and I I think I went to like eight parties to get ten hours Damn. of me playing that game. And that's a lot uh, of parties. It was a lot of parties. parties. You're never getting you invited. You know that many people. Of, and I'm never getting people. invited back. They were just like, <laughs> dude, it was, and I was shoehorning it shamelessly. There was one that was like a rooftop party. Like I was in a Fast and Furious movie. And or a Nintendo for the original. Yeah, I was just yeah. Nintendo You were Karen from the original <laughs> Switch yeah. reveal. The original Switch reveal. There was a rooftop party and I managed to turn that into a hey guys let's go downstairs and play one oh my <laughs> yeah dude yeah like i ruined like i'm not underestimating this like i ruined some people's weekends it was not a good uh good look so yeah man i i'm un i'm sad because i you know one two switch wasn't a good game but it was uh you know as a tech demo it, you you hope that those things will show the mm -hmm. potential of the platform that will then be built upon. And this seemed like a reversal of that where they had no confidence in the device or the unique stuff they could do. So they shoehorned in the ability to use phones, didn't even bother adding anything unique when adding the phones as a device, which is really a bummer. I think there's like four or five games that work only on phones and require something like a camera or whatever, but they're not That's impressive strange. or interesting in any way. And like, you know, this this is a game to bring a party to a, a screaming to a halt. Like really, that's that its main so use bad. so far as I can tell. Um, it's just unfortunate. And uh, it is. Yeah. yeah. What it, are you gonna do? Uh, what What's the worst? What is the worst game in there? The worst game. Uh, it's probably the ice cream one. Okay. Like that one. Like even from concept, you're just like, okay, this doesn't sound fun. Maybe I'm wrong about it. And then you play it, and you're like, nope, that was really bad that was like as bad as i thought it was gonna be like you know because it's at first she's like you run an ice cream store kids are gonna tell you what their orders and then you're gonna remember what they ordered and i was like okay that seems not good but uh, you know let's see you know maybe it'll be like warrior wear where you know you're tickling some old man's armpit and you're like that was actually hilarious mm -hmm. um and but it's not like that man it mm -hmm. really isn't it's just That's... There, there are some where you're like, okay, that was a great idea for a game. For example, there's one game called Joy-Con Hide and Seek, and literally it's one team leaves the room, the other team hides their Joy-Con somewhere in that room, and then the other team comes back and they have to find it, and your ace in the hole is that you can press buttons on your team's Joy-Con to make the other teams vibrate and help you locate it. And so oh. it's kind of interesting because you're like, That's all right, cool. I'll just I'll make it vibrate and then it'll kind of give me clues. 
the, the only problem with that game is that unless you are taking noise cancellation into account to one of two things happen you will never hear the vibration and it'll just be two minutes of you standing out around awkwardly and hoping <laughs> that you find it. or uh, or it'll immediately vibrate the loudest you've ever heard and make an enormous noise that immediately lets you know exactly where it's at um, and there were v only very few instances where it was in between those two extremes where like you know it was kind of canceled and it took a while but basically if you can hear the vibration you will find it period because uh, it gives you like two full minutes i think so. the biggest issue i would have with that is if i'm hosting i'm having a bunch of people going and hiding stuff in random places in my house yeah. so they're now digging into the corners and of yeah. my place yeah. so like digging between in, your couch cushions hey what if they I, find I had, your I had both remote there you go bonus yep that you haven't used in 10 years um <laughs> Yeah, uh, so it, I, there's definitely a home field advantage. Like when we played at my house, uh, like I hid the Joy-Con in like the couch. Like I opened up the couch through the back and hid <laughs> it like in the depths of the well of the couch, which like nobody would even know that that space exists except me. And then luckily it made absolutely no noise because it was in a couch, so you couldn't hear the vibration at all. And it was just like two minutes of just sad faces while they <laughs> tried to find it and uh you know they were just never gonna find it but then at somebody else's house like you don't really know the acoustics so you find a place you think it's not gonna make noise and then as soon as they come in the room it's like eh! it makes like the loudest <laughs> vibration ever and you're just like oh my god all right that was a bad idea so um but yeah like ideas like that are good even if they're not well executed but there are a lot of examples where you're like dude even on an idea like if you could make anything it's a party game. It's limitless. You can make the players fight a dragon or, you know, whatever. No, I want them to run. I want them to have a shitty retail job. Like, I want them to <laughs> run an ice cream store and have to listen to kids scream uh, orders at you. Like, that's the entire game. It's, it's very crazy. bizarre. It's a strange game. I'm watching the clips, and I'm getting, like, real strong, like, uh, Tim and Eric, like, Cinco vibes <laughs> like single party game your midi midi organizer this year i decided i actually wanted to like follow hockey a little bit more than just the most casual of casuals so i subscribed to a service that streams all of the nhl to your television uh the boston bruins home opener i went to watch it and boom blackout restrictions apply which i thought was kind of ridiculous because i'm still 200 miles away from boston but whatever had i had nordvpn that wouldn't have been a problem i would have just gone in changed my settings to another geographic area and boom i could have been watching all the boston bruins home games like it was nothing at all so now i have nordvpn and i could watch the home games of my local teams streaming without being frustrated it's the same thing with like netflix it has all these complicated licensing rules which from one country to another don't really make sense so something you could watch on south korean netflix you won't be able to watch on the united states netflix unless nordvpn boom switch south korea and you're watching whatever korean drama that you want i highly recommend you do that i haven't done it myself but people seem to enjoy them and who am i to try to bring down people's enjoyment uh nordvpn more than just entertainment and sports availability it's going to protect you especially when you're traveling when you're using public wi-fi people are trying to get in there they're creeping on you bad actors people trying to steal your password your bank account details who knows what the government's doing these days i can't keep track they're all over the damn place nordvpn it's going to protect you. It's going to protect up to six devices because I know you have at least that many devices 
in front of you right now that can hook up to the internet. Boom. Fastest VPN in the world. You're not going to get any buffering. You're not going to get any lagging. Uh, it's going to stop your ISP from bandwidth throttling, which they do. That's kind of sneaky, especially how much you're paying those guys. There's threat protection to protect you from viruses and malicious malware and whatever else. Uh, um, unsavory actors are out there. If you want to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash Nintendo VC. That's nordvpn.com slash Nintendo VC. Victor Charlie. Uh, that link is also going to give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There is no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nice of them, and I appreciate that. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. But uh, I, I thank you for, for taking that on for us and coming yes. on the show and explaining your horrors. Um, yeah. I'm going to give the audience whiplash because we went from good game to our, what might be the worst Switch game of the year. To one oh, of what? the most beloved Nintendo games of all time, Reb. Hi. You've been playing a little game, uh, a little series that uh, has a, has a big following. Is that true? That is true. Um, I be safe to say. Yeah, it is. Uh, so I played uh, a little game on Nintendo Switch Online recently called uh, Mother, uh, aka Earthbound Beginnings, mm-hmm. aka Earthbound Zero, whatever you want to call it. I'm playing the Nintendo. I finished the Nintendo Switch Online version. And then uh, I have recently been playing, uh, sorry to Nintendo people listening to this podcast, Localize Mother 3, please. Uh, I've been playing a fan translation of Mother 3. Uh, I've already played Earthbound, so I played mm-hmm. that years ago, so yeah. I'm familiar with that one. But yeah, I've been playing the Mother games. Uh, mostly they hold up. I think, I think Earthbound Beginnings is a little bare bones, and the encounter mm. rate is nuts. Uh, way too, Way too much. Uh, but it's really been interesting to sort of get this perspective on this series because I feel like I feel like the Mother series is the series of games that a lot of people have become familiar with. Uh, a lot of them become familiar with through Smash Brothers. Yep. And then more recently, people have become familiar with Earthbound um, if they didn't play it in their youth, uh, have been played it through Switch Online or through a virtual console or through one of the other ability, ways that they, they would have been able to do that. But Mother 3 isn't available in the U.S. It never has been. It was never localized. Um and was it not on Game Boy Advance or am I misremembering? It was in Japan. In Japan. Oh, okay. I thought it was localized in the States on Game Boy Advance. Mother okay. 3 was not. Okay. Um, and I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't, who am I even? Well, Every beloved series has like one or two games, it, you know, the old ones that, that yeah. just don't make it. Like Ace Attorney has the same problem where mm-hmm. there's like most of them are here and then like two of them just randomly aren't. Yeah, I think it's one of them on that series. It's and weird. there's been like this big fan campaign to get Mother Three localized because it's 
it's really kind of incredible. So it, I think a lot of people have, have maybe played Earthbound, but maybe are like fans of the series in general, but I don't think as many people have played either Mother 3 or uh, Mother 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mother 1 is is kind of strange because it's it's basically just a proto-Earthbound. Like, if you've played Earthbound, you really don't need to play earthbound beginnings it is it is like the same game but very proto very early very prototypey very basic and simple a lot harder because it doesn't have a lot of quality of life stuff that earthbound earthbound does Mm. uh it's just it's really fascinating that they made mother one and then came along to make a sequel to that and we're like we're gonna make the same game but we're just gonna make a way better version of that uh and then they did that with earthbound but then mother three is a total shift like it is it is a completely different story it is structured completely differently it's broken up into chapters uh it features way more protagonists like it does have a core group of four you eventually end up playing as but you also end up playing as multiple other main characters that you get to spend time with and level up and get to know for a little while and perspective shifts repeatedly little little live alive kind of-esque a little bit it's not it's it's very it's very linear it's Mm -hmm. not it's not out of order uh but i believe there's a total of eight chapters and it wasn't until chapter four that i was like in control of my full party of four with lucas at the front like i kind of expected to be from the beginning Mm, um with the lid off yeah it's (laughs) that's a very obscure reference i'm sorry its story is like very far away from what happens in earthbound even though it's technically a sequel or a a trequel i don't know how that works prequel oh i like that it's a true quote it's the the third game uh but it also does have tie-ins that i am at the point in the game that i am just now discovering uh it's really really good like genuinely a phenomenal rpg and an incredible piece of video game history the fan translation that's out there is really really good um i will say with with thoughtfulness and sensitivity i i have heard just through various grapevines, I have no like actual sources on this, that one of the reasons it's been so hard to bring over is because it has a couple things uh, in it that are, they would need to be relocalized pretty significantly. Mm. Uh, Cultural sensitivities. There's a, well, there, there's one word that is used for a group of people in there that is a slur uh, that they would oh. need. Uh, I, I think it's one of those words that I think maybe in 2000, whatever, when this came out, like it was not popularly known by like Nintendo. Mm. that This was a word you shouldn't be using, but now we know and we got to do better. Um, and then there's also one scene specifically that I have no idea how that got in this game it is deeply inappropriate uh and would need to be but but also the fixes are very easy like i can see in my head how you would adjust it to make it acceptable uh and and not problematic at all but it's just it's so strange that that those changes have not been made and this game brought over and either read at least ported with with some slight adjustments if not like fully remade Mm -hmm. because it's so freaking incredible um it has like this really cool sound battle system where you can it it plays like a like earthbound's battle system but then if you when you're doing regular physical attacks if you attack in rhythm with the music and the battle themes like every enemy has a different battle theme you will do more damage and you can get up to like like 16 attack combos by by keeping the rhythm it's so cool good old paper mario 
Yeah. Morris, and so. the writing is so good and so funny and so sharp. It's just, it's this really, I, I understand now. I get it. All the localized mother three sickos over the years, I'm with you. I've joined you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. I, I don't know how it ends. I genuinely don't. I, I've never like read a synopsis. Oh, it no never idea. ends. That's why it, they haven't uh, ported it yet. They're still actually writing <laughs> They're code. still working on it. Uh, <laughs> I'm, in, no, actually, I'm in chapter uh, seven. I'm so excited. Um, I watch and I wish I had prepared better for this episode. But I watched a video that uh, posited the reason uh, it has not been tr made available over here is because the music is in many cases oh. completely lifted from like Beatles songs um, to uh, the point where it's not funny. even, yeah, uh, where it's not even like uh, an homage. It's like literally note for note mm. songs by the Beatles and other artists. And that is a little bit hard mm. to, to get the rights for i mean so they'd have uh, to yeah. just give it a new ost basically yeah they would and it would change the whole feel of the game um i personally would recommend maybe stealing from led zeppelin i like led zeppelin more than the <laughs> <laughs> favorite song it's in just about anywhere but that's what i heard i wish i had the video right now to, no to i see i i can see yeah you're probably right uh yeah I, I okay yeah I I don't know remaster Mother Three <laughs> give it updated soundtracks and I mean fix that scene I mean thankfully we're getting Super Mario RPG later this year yeah. and that one right. if so theoretically if that one does really well we could see Nintendo pivoting an idea to remaster Earthbound oh. as a series potentially yeah. it's it's yeah. got a lot it's got that same kind of cult following that super mario yeah. Ar super mario rpg has so there's a chance yep. i don't think it's very high but i think it, it well, i think if super mario rpg sells well the chance will increase <laughs> i'll say this uh preliminary results from ign deals reporting uh super mario rpg is currently doing better than super mario brothers wonder uh with IGN wow IGN. interesting i'm not surprised by that uh, yeah me neither well, i mean but, but granted you know that's that's not that's a subset of an audience of a subset of an audience like that's the IGN True, deals yeah. audience who really like super mario rpg yeah so that's they know what it is a mm -hmm. bit. but it is it's pretty interesting and i i think jade i think you might be right like maybe we'll see it some if if super mario rpg does well i think it's gonna do I think it's going to do gangbusters. I feel like Nintendo has to, like Nintendo knows oh, yeah. that, that Mother know. is beloved. They're mm -hmm. very, very, they're aware of the localized Mother 3 meme. And I- They're just waiting for Paul McCartney to die. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Like I really well, Ringo doesn't care. <laughs> how they're sitting there thinking about this series because I feel like, like they, they, I feel like they know, like they put Lucas in Smash. I mean, they know that this is mm -hmm. something that is, is very well loved. Um, It's, it's very special, I think internally. I think at nintendo itoi is really like beloved by everybody yeah. um i i feel like they've got to have in their heads that they should do something with it i yeah. just don't know i could be wrong but i think they might even reference mother three in like some of like the trophies and stuff like the smash trophies oh, absolutely. in the smash brothers do, yeah so i wouldn't be surprised like like we know that they know they have that they know. that we know that they know oh. that we know oh, you know it's really special if you have if you have the ability to read japanese or an opportunity to to play a translation of mother three like i highly recommend it hey, it's, it's really really good talked about it on the last episode how kids these days they don't learn japanese just so they can play import games anymore it's a damn shame like how many people <laughs> my age speak japanese just so that they could play like final fantasy 5 uh, <laughs> imported so do but, you do i speak japanese yeah of course not i don't speak i i 
learned a little bit of German and that's all I know. Enough to make Pear laugh at me. <laughs> that's, nice. That's all. Enough to apologize for not speaking um, German to German. But, mm. uh, real quick, I want to move from another one old game to a pair of old games that were just announced yesterday coming to yeah. Nintendo Online uh, service. Game Boy Color Classics, Legend of Zelda, Zelda, Oracle of Ages, and The Legend of Zelda, Oracle of Seasons. Guess who hasn't played either one of these games? This what? Right how? 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 I wanted how? them. Yeah. How? I wanted them. Oh, as none a kid. of us. My parents Honestly? would not buy them for me. Oh. Honestly, you guys aren't missing out. These are my least favorite Zelda. Really? Oh. Yeah. No, you're okay, Travis. You just moved up to my fire list, my single fire yeah. list of the year. Jada also gets to give out bad games too. Yeah, Look, I, that's I've, true. I've heard, I've, heard, I've heard this. I've heard that before. A lot of my friends like it, but I'm just like, eh, these, these didn't do anything for me back in the day. So you know, it, they okay. they're a little bit on the smaller side for Zelda. They're kind of more of a bite-sized experience because they're meant to be played in tandem with one another and then it unlocks more stuff when you finish both of them um, it's a cool idea it's a very cool idea and i think it's executed very well in the oracle of ages and oracle seasons um but uh you know it's i don't rank them at the top of my list but they are still you know above the midway point for my zeldas like i think they do okay. a lot of really good stuff with this one and they have some interesting puzzles um some good homages to various bosses some of the uh abilities and gear uh or equipment you get is really excellent for these ones so um okay it was for me it was i played these coming off of link's awakening for the game boy color and so like this was when i was playing when what was i at this time i think i was like 14 year old jada playing these games was just blown away by like the fact that i could change the seasons at the flick of a like of just using the rod in that it was just really cool and just like so okay so, so which the... which zelda games are below these ones because you oh, said they're in the middle uh the triforce what, what least favorite triforce heroes is below um it's really like the CGI games don't be. Oh uh, yeah, I don't even get those. Those don't even count. Yeah, you I can't don't count even. Those. Come I on. don't even yeah. count those. Uh, let's see. <sighs> what other ones? I do feel I about Phantom Hourglass. Spirit Tracks, Phantom Hourglass. I that's so. Those are the two I was like literally thinking about. I liked Phantom Hourglass, but I did not like. I did, too. I did not like Spirit Tracks as much. Um, and I think that was mostly because of the the whole pan flute just wasn't done very well with the microphone um, in that one. Right. Sure. Um, yeah. So I probably would put uh, Spirit Tracks below this below these ones. Um, yeah. Are you a Skyward Sword dork? I. That's <laughs> well, a good. A no, no, people, no. It's a good way to put it. The game's it's, recently gotten like a lot of praise because they did the the version the of it. Yeah. Good. I mean, Skyward it's, Sword. I remember when that came out. A lot of people were like, "This sucks." Yeah, because I don't of know. the Wii, Wii the, the waggles. Yep. Yeah, the waggling, and there was like a lot of, of anti-waggle sentiment. Yeah, a waggle but, but I think that sentiment. game gets that game gets praised for something that Zelda almost never gets praised for, which is it has a good story, just mm -hmm. which is, mm -hmm. is, is surprising. Yeah. yeah, like a lot of the Zelda games are whatever on story. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I would put Skyward Sword to. I don't know. It's it's. It's like literally making me choose between all of my favorite oh, sure. kids. And so like no matter where, like I could say like, oh, this game, I don't really like this Zelda game, but I still love the Zelda game. Yeah. Like all right. comparatively. I have an idea. It sounds like an article. About this. I was going to say, come up with your list 
uh, quantified list because it has to be measured, be able mm-hmm. to be measured, or else it won't be. Mm-hmm. That's not mm-hmm. true. Let's do math. <laughs> but and then uh, tag the NBC Twitter, and then we'll tweet it out, and then everyone can argue at you and come at you. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I love, love getting. I love. I love getting. I love day. getting yelled at on the internet. So let's do it. <laughs> All <laughs> I'm right. Sure to anger a bunch of people. Question. You know, so, yes. Sincere I'm question. Realizing. Sure, go ahead. I was just going to ask. Okay, so so there, there's a reward for playing both of these games mm-hmm. in full. What? How how mm-hmm. does one play them? Is there an order? Are you playing them simultaneously? What you could play you. So you need to finish one before you finish the other. Don't bounce back and forth between them okay. because when you finish one of them, it will give you like a passcode that you put into the second one. Oh, I know how will, to do this. And, I played Golden Sun. Yeah. Exactly. Ah, yes. I did too. <laughs> yeah, and it will, and then it will unlock something else. And then once you finish that second one, it'll give. I believe it gives you another passcode, and that's how it unlocks the final like ending stuff. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Sorry. Continue, Seth. Oh, I was just gonna say, um, with these on Nintendo Switch Online now, that means there's only four zelda games that aren't available on to play on mm-hmm. nintendo switch now yeah it's wind waker, waker princess mm-hmm. spirit tracks phantom hourglass and my glass is the only four wow. i think wow. so we're we're closing in wind waker's do then let's go 100 do come on nintendo yeah. god it's one of the my favorite one it that is up there on my list yeah. wind waker's right. good well we've done a lot of shout outs to things that we like but i was introducing a new segment this week called the NBC shout out of the week. And this is where one member of the cast, when we plan the show out, just shout something out. It could be a person, it could be a, a concept, you know, like spring. I want to shout out spring because that's when the flowers come out. But no, this week for the NBC shout out, I want to shout out this dude named Brian, uh, who I met at Hannaford, which is the grocery chain in Maine. Um, what up, Brian? No, he, he like, I, I like to smile at everybody when I'm walking around. Uh, I just do. And I like smiled at this dude and he smiled back and he like, he looked at me like a little, like it, not, I want to say weird, but in a different way than everyone else. And then I came around the corner again and he's like, Hey, uh, are you Seth? And I was like, yeah. He goes, Oh man, I love Nintendo voice chess. So awesome. Like, Aww. It's so cool. And, uh, the story I just was very was... weird till you got to that part. Seth. I just want you to <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, Oh, I want to wear your tryst. face as a mask. No, he didn't really say that. He was super... <laughs> He's a super nice guy, but yeah, like he's a, he's an NBC fan. He loves IGN. He's got like a huge game collection. He showed me and amazingly what surprised me. I was like, Oh, you're up here for the summer. He's like, no, I live here. People live in Maine. I I didn't know that either. I thought I was the only (laughs) one. So it was a, it was a super surprise. So shout out to Brian. Uh, If anybody else has any quick shout outs, they want to give for this week. Like, please, by all means, shout it out. If not forever, hold your peace. I got a shout out. Let's hear it. I want, I want to shout out an old game that recently returned to the Switch that I've been playing, and I missed it back in its heyday, and I've been very, very impressed by it. Um, it's a game called Ghost Trick. Yes! Detective. Yes, Travis! Yeah. <laughs> Say more! This game, this game has surprised the heck out of me. Its story is very good. Um, it originally came out in 2010. I don't know what I was doing in 2010, but I was apparently sleeping on this game um, because it is... Uh, made by the the guy who also made the ace attorney series which i am a huge huge fan for uh, of and uh this is very much in line with that in terms of storytelling and goofy characters and silliness and i'm closing in on the ending of the game don't tell me how it ends no spoilers but so far oh my god uh, i'm really really i'm really really loving it and i just want to give a shout out to this game because i'm so sad i didn't play you earlier and i'm so glad that nintendo 
gave me an opportunity to play it today hell yeah please please kick me a message when you finish this i actually i played all the way through ghost trick this was my this is my cooldown after tears of the kingdom i didn't know what to do and i played this i so i i also did not play it back in 2010 i finished it uh the ending is phenomenal dude you are not gonna be disappointed it's so good and so weird yeah i'm getting to the part where stuff is starting to fall into place and there's oh my god reveals and i'm like i can just feel it coming and there's like it's like a good ace attorney game where you just like know the ending isn't going to disappoint oh yeah i'm I'm really loving it so far what a great game yeah and this uh is there a physical version of this or is this something you can only download I, I think it might be downloaded. I think only. they did digital only for this re-release. Um, Probably. If you're yeah. watching the Maybe video maybe. version, this is the old footage from the original DS version. The the remaster that they did on this is really nice. The animations are so crisp and lovely on the Switch. Uh, the music you can listen to the old music uh, or like the the kind of remastered redone tracks, all really really good. Uh, oh, it's just mm, mm, it's super good. Yeah, what a good yeah. game. I want to give a shout out to the DS's graphic style. I love that style. But, yeah. Uh, Jada Reb, you got either one of you have a shout out that you want to? Uh, I'm gonna give a, I'm gonna give a shout out to uh, my Nintendogs on my DS. That's probably oh, there somewhere. Just uh, you know, hopefully living its best life uh, with a you know emphasis on the living portion of it. One of these days, you open up, it's just a skeleton <laughs> dog skeleton. Um, I'm going to shout out to the the current uh, obsession that uh, me, Jada, and Travis have had in the IGN Slack. Uh, shout out to Glorbo. Glorbo! All hail Glorbo! All hail! First the World of Warcraft community and then the Destiny 2 community have been trolling uh, those AI bots that basically like troll Reddit communities and like look for basically like like make up stories based off what they mm-hmm. see the Reddit community talking about. And both first WoW and then Destiny 2 community uh, basically made a bunch of posts where they're like wow i really it's it's great to see glorbo finally added to the game and then everybody just going along glorbo's not a thing obviously and then like going along with the joke and talking about how great glorbo is and how they can't yeah. wait to try out glorbo and both times they succeeded in getting ai to write up these articles about this non-existent fake stupid thing uh so it's good. absolutely hilarious yep. all hail glorbo one of the sites pulled yeah. it all down like they actually yeah. went in deleted it yeah <laughs> Uh, Awkward. Ugh. Support See, actual people writing yep. stories, please. It, I regret it, it, not naming this episode "All Hail Glorbo." All Hail Glorbo. <laughs> I love Glorbo. It's it's also <laughs> hilarious to me that the AI made up a way to summon Glorbo in the boss encounter because I looked as, <laughs> as much as I could in that actual Reddit post to see if anybody had made it up in the comments, and they hadn't. Which means that the AI was just like, "All right, well." I'll just come up with a way to summon it. <laughs> and they just <laughs> wrote like fake instructions that will get you killed, by the way, if you follow them. It's very funny to me. <laughs> looking forward to the future when there's like patch notes for some game and they're like added Glorbo summon. You're like, wait, what did they? Honestly, the two <laughs> communities that did this, the World of Warcraft community and the Destiny 2 community are probably like the two most likely to get their developers in on the joke. Right? Yep. I was thinking that there's, well, like a, there's a meeting going on right now. Yeah. Like, Guys, we got to get Glorbo in the game. World of Warcraft does in jokes and like they even they do fake patch notes every year for april fool's day uh which we're pretty far off from but like i mean they they do like little in jokes into flavor text and Mm -hmm. and little goofy npcs all the time and i i don't play destiny 2 but i i know that their community management and social media really love to have a good time so i i totally see glorbo just showing up 
one of these days for real. I expect us seeing like in Bun- in Destiny 2, like Glorbo's cousin, like Porpo or something like <laughs> <Porpo>. that. <laughs> I think that's what we're going to get with Bungie's like, and it'll have like the little, just like the sticker text. It'll be like Glorbo's like estranged cousin. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be voiced by Peter Dinklage. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, all hail Glorbo. Oh, that's our Glorbo speak. Uh, it's Nintendo Glorbo chat. No, we still have another segment. You guys, you guys want to do some uh, question block? I super questions? do. Yeah. Heck yeah. I do too. These are the questions from the greatest. Not even gonna. This is not hyperbole. The most fantastic audience of any podcast on IGN or the world or in history ever. Pretty good. Take that, Mark Marone. <laughs> he still does W two F, right? Um, I know it's Mark. Marin. I'm sorry. Uh, so. This is from another Travis. Travis Crawford asks, are there any game sound effect samples that you recognize from the game but have also heard it in everything else? GoldenEye has quite a few, but the one that stands out to me are the kids laughing as Diddy Kong Racing boots up. And Travis says, I swear I hear those laughs everywhere. Yeah, uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon, when your uh, park is really jumping off, you hear that like chorus of children's laughter. It's some stock Hollywood footage all those kids are probably adults and actually probably elderly adults. And some of them are probably even dead, like the Wilhelm scream guy. So yeah, that is, that is a great one. Do you, do you know what the, the sound effect is? Anyone else? I vaguely I think I know what you're talking about. You'll hear, you hear it and you know, it's just a sound of children laughing that is in everything, but it's in nothing at all. It's ephemeral. You can't <laughs> yeah, touch it. I'm, I'm familiar with that. The one I see a lot or hear a lot, I guess, is like uh, there's like a uh, like a spooky thing got revealed. I believe it's in Adobe After Effect. No, um, the what's the what's the uh, the Mac editing software that oh, has uh, like a bunch uh, of stock? Uh, oh my god! Final. Cut. Uh, why am I forget? Final Cut. Thank you. I think it's a Final Cut sound effect, and it's like a it's like a stinger, like when when something scary happens where it goes. Oh yeah, you know, like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and I hear that all the time, and I'm like, "Yo, this guy used Final Cut." You know, like it's like yeah. so, it's yeah. just so blatant. So that's the one I hear a lot. I'm like, "Oh, oh nice." I, um, I just I thought of another one, and it's the sound when you're uh, making potions in Oblivion, and maybe even in Skyrim. Oh, like, the the the, the bloop or the like the, yeah. the bottle like jingling or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that okay. in other places, and then there's a like the book turning sound effect from the Skyrim and Oblivion is like. I hear that all the time as well. So, um, stock sound. I'm not observant enough to participate in this question fully. I know that oh, there. That is not true. You're freaking. I'm not observant. Writer. I think when it comes to yeah, sounds, no, when it comes to sounds, I'm the same way. I have a really hard time. If somebody like points one out, like Seth, you did Notice, with like yeah. the potions and stuff, and like Skyrim and stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. But like, it doesn't stick out enough for me to be like, no. oh, I've heard this sound in 15 other games. Like it just that's one thing my brain doesn't. I am not musically inclined when it comes to playing instruments. Um, you know, I can play rock band with the best of them, but uh, don't, oh, yeah. don't give me an actual guitar. Um, um, there is a specific like bird tweeting sound effect that I feel like I hear fairly frequently. And if I heard it right now, I'd be like, yep, that's the one. But I, I couldn't name a game that it's in. I This is not what Travis is asking, but I do want to shout out the fact that uh, Yeast, the the role playing, the RPGs, mm-hmm. the action RPGs, uh, the sound, the the little melody that they use when you get like a big item upgrade is the same melody as the Metroid uh, item upgrade. Mm, uh, what? It's like it is like litigiously oh. close. 
Uh, oh. It's very funny. And I believe they actually said in an interview once that they specifically were inspired by Metroid, but then just apparently copied it. The instrumentation is different, but the melody is, is exactly the same. It's very funny. Mm. Yep, yep. That's <laughs> <You> just <laughs> reminded me. I don't know if this is just my local gas stations or if it's like a nationwide thing at like certain <laughs> chains. But when you go to check out and it rings you up it's the sonic ring sound that is not that is not local because i've heard that at many gas stations in okay why is that a thing at checkouts it's such a strange phenomenon that they're able to like have that sound effect yes because sega's always going to these grocery chains and and going oh we got to sue these guys (laughs) we just we just we just we just opened up all the gas stations to lawsuits from (laughs) sega and sonic Yeah, it's like uh, you hear that sound. They're like, "All right, go enjoy your uh, single black and mild." You <laughs> go to the gas station. So, okay, uh, Angelo Vega asks, "Will you ever discuss Xenoblade Three DLC Future Redeemed?" No, uh, I say no. Reb says no. Uh, Jada, what do you say? I haven't played the DLC, so for me, it'd be a no. Okay. Uh, Travis, have you played it? I'm probably the closest here. I have not played the DLC they're referring to, wow. but I did beat that entire game for the review and beat the first DLC that came out. So I probably pretty quickly could catch up and, and do it if we need to. You can't to talk do anything it. quickly in Xenoblade Chronicles. <laughs> that is no kind them, of Travis. true. They're... That is kind of true. But yeah, I like I, I love the Xenoblade series. Well, so no, I, it's I, it's sort know, of this maybe. unfortunate I, I I feel like it's a thing that we get called out on somewhat frequently uh just at ign in general but nvc specifically because we do have like uh xenoblade fans uh in our audience yes. but yeah within, they're always asking within, for something a bit meatier within ign oh my god within ign like we don't really have about really any xenoblade people I yeah don't think. like i've played i've played them but i i'm like i wouldn't consider myself an expert yeah. like i would with my like knowledge of final fantasy and such like, like mm. we all respect them yes. when it comes time to make top 25 game lists or whatever we're all like yeah okay we gotta put xenoblade in there because like it's very good and people like it uh but <laughs> yeah. no one really has strong feelings about xenoblade very begrudgingly it's rev not, it's not <laughs> It's not an attempt at deliberate Xenoblade erasure. Oh, definitely it's not. It's not a slight. We just Reb, don't Reb, have, what's, like... What, what's, the, what's the big deal, Reb? Just put aside 270, 270. hours, <laughs> beat the game, and then you'll have an opinion. It's not that big that and then you can move on to, up... And then you can move on to Xenoblade 2. That would require, then... me, to, uh, <laughs> that would require me to give up World of Warcraft, which I'm not interested in doing. <laughs> oh, wow. I'll say wow. this about Xenoblade. I, I'm sorry. I love Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I want to get back to it. Um, I think... I, and I say, I think I know if this series, I had been introduced to it when I was like 13. Yeah. It would be my all time favorite, mm-hmm. uh, like role playing. Music's phenomenal. It just is. But now I don't have the connection and I don't have the time, unfortunately, yeah. to, to really devote to it. But yeah, like Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I mean, we, we talked about like best looking games on Nintendo Switch and it's, uh, it's easily looks real one nice. Of the yep most amazing looking games and it's fun and it has like yeah. crazy beautiful anime people in it and i like that a whole heck of a lot so yeah we uh, won't honestly, be watching this it. is making me want to play it though yeah. i know it kind of is <laughs> i'm not gonna go back to tears of the game. i'm sorry to our xenoblade fans like it's not it's not intentional we love you sorry and your you game stuff is good your sorry's in a sack is what they're gonna say in the comments We're very sorry <laughs> we'll try to we we have better, actually done episodes we've done whole episodes on xenoblade and people are like, you guys don't talk about Xenoblade. Have we enough. done full episodes on Xenoblade? Yeah, we have. Oh, well. I think I was on one of them. 
I think I was. Nah. There to yeah, talk you were. All, yeah, actually, no, you were on the Xenoblade yeah. Three review. Uh, well, yeah, there you go. Go watch that. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, guys, Z- Xenoblade fans, I'm here for you. I love Xenoblade. I've played them all. You know, come talk to me. Hit me yeah, up. Tag guy Travis on I'll, social I'll media. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you about Xenoblade all you want. Yeah, Angelo, go check him out. Give that. Give uh, Travis a follow. Brooke, <laughs> Kevin Miner asks, "What are the things you? Oh, this might be." We, we might not have enough time for this one. But, Go fast. Uh, I, I'm going to be like, hey, we got to be done and interrupt you. But uh, what are the things you have to finish in Tears of the Kingdom before you'll stop playing it and move on to a different game? I already finished it. What was it? What was what your big thing? What the hell? I, I did the signs. I talked about do, I talked oh, yeah. on Talk of the Kingdom about yeah. uh, doing Addison's sign quest. I, I found all the signs and I got the reward for that. That was mine. Okay. Hmm. I think my big one is... Pr- it, I don't know. I guess I'm a little more simplistic when it came to Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I guess for me, it was kind of just the shrines, just really hitting all the shrines. I'm definitely not a. Um, I'm not going to find all the the Koroks. That's not a. No. That's not a thing for me. No. no I'm a completionist. I'm a big completionist, but not when it comes to Koroks for pieces of. Sh- yeah, people who do that probably belong in jail. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely do. We have people on staff <laughs> who something. did that. So yes, that's... and they do belong in jail. I agree. Yeah, they belong that in, that's another one of Jada's powers. She can <laughs> immediately They're right to jail. For, for <laughs> Zelda crimes. Zelda yep, crimes. Crimes against Zelda. So. <laughs> yeah. I would love to beat the game. That's my goal. <laughs> there you go. You have to would, beat the or, game before or, you can beat the game? Or, or before you move on. Or even one dungeon I, would be oh, great wait. right now where I'm at in the what? game. I think I think I've put ten hours into Tears of the Kingdom. I want to oh. put more. It's just, guys, I review oh, like shit. two games a week. I yeah, don't have true. time yeah. to play Tears of the Kingdom, but it is the game I play when I'm not reviewing a game, except for you know Ghost Trick. Got what away. a box um, quote, huh? Yeah, Nintendo's going to be asking us about that one. <laughs> it's the game, game I play, play when I'm not playing other games. <laughs> when I'm not reviewing, I mean. When I'm yeah. Not reviewing. yeah. yeah. Uh, personally, oh boy, uh, I was just going to be like, yeah, I'm going to beat it. And then I'm going to go on with my life. You know, I still haven't played Diablo 4. I only oh, wow. played Pikmin 4 a little bit because I wanted to be able to talk about it on the show. And play, you know, I do really enjoy Pikmin. But <laughs> The problem that I have with Tears of the Kingdom and games like Skyrim and uh, mm-hmm. GTA and Red Dead is that uh, I don't play them the way that they're intended to be played. Uh, and I don't go in with a plan at all. That may be why I'm not very good at Pikmin, actually. I don't go in with a plan. <laughs> but yeah, like I want to get all the armor, um, which is a massive undertaking. I yep. want to do all the shrines. I want to get all the light routes. I want to, I want to beat the game, but I don't want to beat the game until I do all of these things. And then I, like I said last week, I think of the week before I go in with a plan and then I see like a little thing and way over there and I go over there and then I find some rocks, I smash them and I'm like, oh, I've got some gems now. I can go sell these and do something else and upgrade an armor. Oh, that's the other thing. I want to upgrade all my armors. So yeah, I, I'm basically what I'm saying is I'm never playing another game ever again. Uh, and I want, I've actually, uh, Told my wife, spread my ashes inside uh, Hyrule, please, when, when I'm gone. I just want to be in this world forever. Never, ever leave. I love it so oh, man. Very, very much. So I hope that oh, answers yeah. your question, Brooke, Kevin, Miner. We have time for one more question. Nathan Sisodia, please forgive me for your last name. 
What are your favorite summer-related memories associated with video games, whether that be Nintendo or non-Nintendo? And I like this because summertime, you don't have school, so you can play games all day, mm -hmm. and your parents are like, why aren't you outside? And you're like, because I have Final Fantasy. We don't have Final Fantasy outside. <laughs> curious as to what the panel's favorite summer memories of video games are. Um, when I was... Hmm, Probably like eight, nine years. I don't remember how old I was as a kid. Uh, I got, uh, during the summer, I got the chicken pox, which is, oh, chicken pox brutal. sucks. But it's even yes. worse during the summer. Because if you get it during the school yes. year, you get off school. Yep. Uh -huh. Yes. During exactly. the summer, you get off nothing. You just have nothing. to lay in bed instead of out being outside playing. So I was really sad. Um, and I had a Game Boy Color and my dad, uh, went out and got me, you know, a little care package of stuff from the store and got me like a book and some, some color things. And he brought me a copy of Pokemon Crystal and I laid in that bed and played, I think like a hundred, 120 hours of Pokemon Crystal nonstop for like a week and a half awesome. i i was doing that and i was watching nickelodeon cartoons is what i was doing yeah, while i had nice. chicken pox and i actually had like i had a pretty mild case like i obviously couldn't go anywhere because i would infect people but i was like able to sort of sit up in bed i didn't have a, ho a horrible fever so i actually ended up having a pretty good week and a half where people just brought me food and <laughs> i played pokemon crystal uninterrupted and no one could tell me to stop because i had the chicken pox so that is <laughs> oh. that is my favorite pokemon game to this day but my first experience experience with it was while i had the chicken pox <laughs> during the so, summer when I, had the, I still have scars all over my body because i had chicken pox so bad you can see <sighs> people think i have acne scars but it's actually i had chicken and it looks like i got mosquito bites all over i still my, have a couple too so yeah yeah when i'm showing off my abs i mean you know like we have like, what's that it's it's wild to think that we have like vaccines against that now like i know yeah. i know when it's i was like seven barely years old a thing when i was a kid i missed I missed two and a half weeks of school because I had it so severely. My hands, I couldn't move them. They were Ooh. swollen up. Oh, my God. Like having a fever. It was rough. It was bad times for for, old, for young Seth and Macy. Everybody that's get not vaccinated. That's not a good memory at all. Let's talk about <laughs> uh, we're Actually, we're almost out of time. Jada, what's your, what's your happy uh, oh, summertime goodness. video game memory? Uh, so back in high school, right when the DS was coming out, me and my friends, we all wanted to get DSs for our senior trip. This was like right before summer was starting. Uh, so we went to three or four different targets, game spots, uh, not game spots, game stops, uh, and other uh, little game shops uh, to find DSs. And we had to go to like four or five different ones before we could find a DS for each of us because they were sold out everywhere. And we were too young to be in that pre-order group. So we went and did that. Oh. And we it, it took us an entire day of driving around all of Sacramento to find DSs. And we eventually got them and we had the best time on the bus ride playing Super Mario 64 against each other, um, just riding nice. the bus uh, down to uh, Disneyland for, because that's where our, like our senior trip was too and stuff. Oh my gosh. It was great. Love it. Awesome. Travis. How much time do I have? You have like time check. 10 seconds. 10 seconds? 10 uh, seconds. Nine I painted now. A I painted a house so that I could afford Elder Scrolls Morrowind. That was that's, summer memory. <laughs> that's so great. That's awesome. That's so I was going to say, my memory is the summer of 1991 when I raked blueberries in, in, in uh, down east Maine so my brother and I could pool our money together, buy a Super Nintendo when it came out that Aww. far. But that is all the time we have left for this week's <laughs> NBC. Before we go, I have a few favors to ask. If you're watching us on YouTube, leave us a like and a nice comment. I love when people take it literally. If you're listening to us on the podcast app, please leave us a review. 
helps us spread the good NVC word, and we will be forever in your debt. Uh, that is all the time we have this week. Thank you all for joining us. And remember, Nintendo Voice Chat is the only podcast where you can get the, get the thing. thing. I'm so yeah. glad we're not saying tingle anymore. Tingle, 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 tingle. <laughs> and some macho men. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hi. My name is Jenny Owen Youngs. And I am Kristen Russo. And together, we run Buffering, a rewatch adventure, a family of podcasts moving through our favorite 90s genre television. If you're a fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, well, great news for you. Our very first podcast adventure took us through all seven seasons of the series. We covered it spoiler-free, episode by episode. For those of you who want to start the show for the first time, you can find that podcast pretty easily. It's called Buffering the Vampire Slayer. Inside that podcast, you'll also find an original song that pairs with each glorious episode of Buffy and original character jingles for so many of our Buffy favorites. Buffering has been praised in places like Time, Esquire, Paste Magazine, and the New York Times, and we've chatted with dozens of cast members, writers, directors, and fans along the way. Come hang out and rewatch some of your favorite television with us and a wonderful community of listeners. Learn more at BufferingCast.com or find us on socials at BufferingCast.